at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. So, as I said, the National Community Radio Forum on the 18th of October held an emergency meeting at its Central Executive Committee in Durban to formulate a plan of action to respond to ICASA's having shut down or is set to be shutting down 43 community radio stations. Now, that number is in contestation. So, we'll hear all about it from different various uh, quarters about what exactly is going on. So, I've asked the, the National Community Radio Forum representative, secretary of the National Community Radio Forum to join us tabang puso yabone to join us on the line i'm also joined by somebody from ikasa it seems like uh paseka malika is also on the line thank you very much for joining us good afternoon Good afternoon, good afternoon to me hello. Good afternoon to the listeners. Let me start with you, Tabang. Um, from your statement, apparently 43 community radio stations are about to shut down. Give us more details. Well, yeah. When when we received a call from Greater Middleburg or uh, last week, we were informed that uh, there were people claiming to be coming from Ikasa. Uh, from the regional office of ICASA, and they are there to seize the transmission equipment. They are sitting with a court order. That sounded strange to me because the station management did not know anything about the seizing of the equipment or the court order. So we contacted ICASA to check with ICASA um, what, what was going on. And ICASA did confirm that they have instructed regions to, to go and close down stations. We wanted to know what what are the stations and what are the causes of the, the closure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were given the list of 43 radio stations. And and the one reason was that uh, those, those, those stations defaulted in submitting the uh, renewal application on time. Okay. Um, and that was the only reason? You were given. That was the only reason that was given. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen. I, I, I've spoken to uh, to Ikasa on different interviews. They've not given any other reason. It remains to be the only reason. The difficulty with the reason is that the ECA allows for a late application to be filed. What would be required from that station would be for for it to submit. Uh, good cause reasons. Okay. Well, let, let's but, bring Pasek. Ikasa is saying. Ikasa is saying. Once the license has expired, you are no longer a licensee, and they do not have jurisdiction. And that is where the difficulty is. All right. Let's bring Paseka back into this conversation. Paseka, thanks again for joining us. Your response to that? Are you about to shut down forty-three radio stations, community radio stations? Okay. Thank you so much, Simelo. Um the number is not 43. Mm. Um, according to our compliance unit, uh, as of last week Friday, they confirmed the number to 29. You know, Paseka, I'm going to ask that we maybe try and change your line or you speak up a little bit. We can hardly hear you. Is it possible for you to maybe speak closer to the to the speaker? Paseka? Yeah. Yes, Pimelo. Much, much better. Thanks very much for that. Yes, please go ahead. Yeah. Um, we confirmed with our, with our compliance unit last week Friday, but they, but they were last, yeah, by last week Friday, and they confirmed the number to be 29 community radio stations that are facing closure. Okay. And then and then we asked them to 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 verify again yesterday, and they confirmed the the, the very same number. So 
the stations that have been closed down, mm-hmm. it's been nine stations, and this the only reason, as, as, as Tabang is saying, the only reason that they, they are being closed down is because they do not have the required broadcasting service license. Mm-hmm. Because these stations did not apply for the renewal of their licenses. And maybe just to just to also correct Tabang, because I can see that in all these interviews that I've been, and he's been in those interviews, he, he still talks about the issue of uh, good cause shown for late application. I mean, he must, he must go back to the Electronic Communications Act and read that particular act and not start at Section 9. He must start at the beginning of that section. It tells you that this is for individual licenses, not for class community broadcasting services. It's for commercial stations. It's not for community. So he must go back and read that, that section again. So, uh, But in terms of the community broadcasting service, they need to apply. They have six months within which to apply for a renewal of the license. That is six months before the expiry of the, of the current license. So that's where we that, that's where the issue is. But I, I, I believe from now on, I think we'll start understanding that specific part. Mm. Help help me out here. You know, they're complaining about the fact that the planned workshop roadshow is meant to assist those who are running these uh, community radio stations with better information. Like you've just said, you know, maybe there's a misunderstanding about what exactly uh, the 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 what, what are the parameters around what the licenses can allow you to do and what what it can't allow you to do. Are you guys, were you not planning a roadshow? No, there are workshops that are continuing as, as we speak. Uh, the first one started in Gauteng mm-hmm. for the Gauteng station. That was in, on Friday last week. Mm-hmm. So the workshops will continue to other provinces. But remember, these workshops are mainly about the new community broadcasting services regulations that came into effect in March this year. So we, we thought as the, as, as it has, it's important for us to, to share and have a, a proper workshop and explain to community broadcasters what these regulations mean for them and what these regulations mean for those who want to apply for new licenses. My concern, Paseka, you know, between 43 and 29 is for me, for personally, for me, it's neither here nor there. Is it not a concern for you that so many of these radio stations have not renewed their licenses? In other words, isn't there a more proactive way we can encourage these people to comply? Well, Pimelo, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's a concern for each other, mm. the fact, and because we know and we appreciate and support the critical role that is, that is being played by community broadcasting services. So, but now, unfortunately, we also have to enforce the law because we are a, a creature of statute and we, enf- we have to enforce the law. If we allow uh, community broadcasters to continue broadcasting without licensing, it means, therefore, that we are allowing illegal broadcasting in the country. We are setting a wrong precedent. And it means we are allowing illegal use of the radio frequency spectrum. It's not allowed. It means now we are being unlawful ourselves in terms of what the, what, the, what, what the law is saying. So we have to enforce the law. We can assist, we do, and we do assist community broadcasting services to comply with the regulations, to comply with the law. But on this one, it's a, it's a serious violation of not applying for, a, for the renewal of the license. So technically, they do not have licenses. Mm. Uh, Tabang, you've raised issues around the fact that you are supposed to be supported by government. 30% of its advertising budgets, for instance, were supposed to help these community radio stations to help with with applications of renewal of licenses, uh, distribution, centec costs and stuff. Where, When you say government, which department in government is supposed to support you with that? All government departments. There, there is an undertaking by government that... 30% of its advertising spend must flow down to community radio. But government is not following through with that. In fact, what, what it, it, it does make sense to, to have that undertaking because community radio accounts for 20, 26%, more than 26% of radio listening in South Africa today, but only less than 2% 
of advertising flows down to community radio. So it makes sense for government to say that 30% of its advertising must be spent on community radio. But nothing of that sort is coming down. And, and community radio is facing challenges of sustainability. We cannot be doing training, training that would assist increasing levels of compliance in the sector. Hmm. Let, let me open the lines on 0891-104-207. It is a concern. I mean, I sit here at a commercial radio station with really massive support, but it is a concern when community radio stations shut down. It is paramount to your democracy for have ve- to have various voices, to have all kinds of th- things happening on the ground. So it is a concern. We'll continue our conversation both with the National Community Radio Forum and also with ICASA to try and get us to a point where this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. I'm in conversation with the National Community Radio Forum alongside ICASA because the National Community Radio Forum on Friday held an, an emergency meeting uh, in Durban to formulate a plan action to respond to ICASA's uh, planned shutdowns of community radio stations. So I've got on the line with us Paseka Maleka, who is ICASA spokesperson. I've also got Tabang Busoyabone, a secretary for this national. National Community Radio Forum on the line with us. And gentlemen, I'll tell you where my concern is. You know, when we all understand how important um, being having a basket of different media is to our ecosystem, what worries me is it sounds like there is hostility between ICASA and National Community Radio Forum. Am I, am I right in my assessment of, of, of the general mood between the two parties? Can I, can I come in there, Pimir? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is no uh, grudge or anything on, on this particular issue. I think what, 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 we, what we've also been encouraging as a country is that the NCRF, as a forum of community broadcasters, we must start working together with the country and assist these stations to comply with the regulations and to comply with the law. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. In as much as we do that, in as, in as much as we run workshops with community broadcasters, helping them to understand the license conditions, the, the regulations and everything. I think the NCRS needs to do the same. Because if they, if they do, when they start doing that, they'll be able to pick up if there are challenges that community broadcasters are experiencing and that they'll be able to, uh, to, to, to talk to us as well to say, these are the challenges that we're seeing. How can you also help in this, in this particular regard? Mm. And in that case, we, wouldn't, we won't be having this kind of problem. Tabang, are you only reacting too late in the game? Why are you not assisting your members in understanding what the requirements are from ICASA? The response of ICASA is actually rich. I, I think, uh, considering that we wrote to ICASA in February this year, mm-hmm. requesting these current workshops that are taking place now, yes. we, we anticipated that with the current, with the new regulations, there's going to be challenges. And we informed ICASA that, we, or we requested ICASA, let us host workshops, take the NCRF with you whenever you go to these workshops, so that we can find ways of coming up with ways of, 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 of supporting these radio stations to increase the levels of compliance. Needless to say that ICASA did not respond to those the, the two letters. We wrote to ICASA again last week. ICASA has promised to meet with us, but has not given us a date yet. So it's the NCRS that keeps on making the request to say, let's come together, let's work together. There will be no need for the public space. We should be sitting in a boardroom somewhere deciding what is it that needs to be done. I mean, a regulator that's supposed to be regulating in the public interest is sitting and telling us today 
that they can allow a, a, a commercial radio station or a commercial entity to apply even after the, uh, the, the, the renewal application time has lapsed. But they can't do the same for a community media. Yeah, yeah but Tabang, they, you know, I don't, I don't believe they made the law. So, so I mean, that's a different conversation because they didn't draft that. Uh, that, 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 that's they just responding to what already exists. If that's my understanding, correct? I think there's misinterpretation of the law, and yes. maybe maybe what would be needed here, Penelo, is a declaratory order that will then be able to assist us in understanding the law. Why don't you take them to court? I mean, if if you want clarity on that, this is what people do all the time. If there is an issue that you think is is misrepresented, why don't you take them to court? It's not maybe the understanding that ICASA has already that community radio does not have the financial resources to take us to court. And and maybe to do this bullying and all this kind of tactics would work in their favor because we do not have the money to take them to court. I've got Brenda Leonard, a managing director at the Bush radio station, who's on the line with us, who, who also is complaining about the closure of their radio station. Uh, Brenda, thank you very much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tamela and, and listeners. You're managing director at Bush radio station. Tell us your story. Well, um, in terms of Bush Radio, in terms of this. Well, the closure. Okay, the closure. Um, I think I, uh, we're obviously a member of the National Community Radio Forum, and we support the decision that the stations must not be closed. I think um, one of the reasons um, ICASA said was for compliance issues, and we have our own um, issues because there hasn't been any training or anything like that for community radio to understand the compliance issues. As community radio, we have a lot of reports and stuff like that that we must um, actually submit every month and every second month, every third month, every year, all of that. So there's a lot of work, but no training has actually happened in terms of ensuring that we understand the whole issue of compliance. In terms of the licensing um, issue and, and stations not applying for their licenses, I think there's a lot of um, um, different, um, if you look at the stations, each of the stations have a different um, story to tell, and um, uh, we need to look at it case to case. Some of the stations applied um, based on the um, re- amended license date, and ICASA never um, communicated to them that they must go to the original um, licensing issue because they applied for amendment um, that they applied for that date, and then they just told no, they must be that that, that happened to Radio Carpsipant. I think um, taking one station of A creates a huge problem because that station have an audience, that station have a listenership. And if you look at, for instance, one of the stations, France Hook FM in the Western Cape, France Hook FM broadcasts to the poor community of France Hook, the working class people, the farm workers, etc., and their voice will be silent. So we believe that ICASA must find a different solution, an alternative solution. Paseka, it worries me that you're, seeing, you're being seen as the bully in the room. It's, it worries me. So, so what, what's the way forward? Uh, it is unfortunate that you are being seen as bullies. Uh, and to be honest, there's, there's no bullying here. I mean, for instance, Pimelo, I can give you an example. Just over a month ago, MTN was fined 5 million rand for contravening the regulations. So you can imagine, we cannot apply the law selectively. 
I you know, understand that, but 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 I, I do understand that, and I, and I think everybody here, I think we need to really grow up and understand that we need to stick by the law. But what I, what I'm hearing a lot of is that there is a lack of understanding to to what these these regulations are and how they will be implemented. So what I'm asking is, could we not extend that those workshops? to better assist these community radio stations to understand what their mandate is? You know, it's a pity that community radio stations are claiming that. I, I can tell you, because I runs a lot of workshops, inductions for both, both members that join community radio stations. Uh, whenever there's issues, we have to come and, 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 and talk to the station itself with its own management and board and explain to them what the regulations are, explain to them what the license committees are. It's something that we do all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why right now we, we just passed the new regulations that were out there for public consultation. Most of these community radio stations did not even submit make, make their submission on the draft regulations. But the, the, the regulations are there now. Um, so that's why we, we, we're doing this workshop, so that they understand what the regulations are about. And remember, when we review the regulations, it's because we've identified certain gaps and we try to close those gaps just to make sure that there is compliance, just to, to make things a bit easier for community broadcasters. I can give an example. In the new regulations, the new regulations explain what the role of the board is and what the role of the station manager is. We did not have that before. That's why we've, we've always had um, fights between board members and station management. So now we come up, we've come up with the regulations that clarifies who's supposed to be doing what. That's exactly what we're trying to do, to try and make them understand how easy the regulations are. So, but now they come to them and say, we, we're not doing that. It, it's quite amazing. Right now, the NCRF was, saying, was telling people not to attend the workshop last Friday. I mean, you, you know what I mean. They, I mean, they even told us they, when, they go, they, when they go to the workshop today, they wrote them a, a letter to say they must not attend those, those workshops. But uh, Chaban today is saying, we, we asked the Kata to, to, to workshop those regulations. You know, those are two, those are conflicting statements. So what I'm saying is, the workshops are continuing in other provinces. NCRF must encourage community broadcasters to attend these workshops, and they must also attend these workshops so that they can be able to assist the community broadcasters whenever they have challenges. It's a difficult one. We're going to have to leave it there. I'm really, I'm sorry, I've got to, got to leave it there because of time. I'm so sorry, Brenda, but I, di- I do think we hear you, and we'll, we'll pick it up again sometime in the week because I don't think it's the end of the story. Paseka Maleka, thank you so much for making the time, who is the CASA spokesperson. I also want to thank uh, Tabang Busoyabona, Secretary of the NCRF, and uh, Brenda Leonard, who came at such light, late notice, also representing Bush Radio Station. We're going to have to leave it here. We'll pick it up again sometime soon.